Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The free agency preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, or predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, MyBookie is the perfect home for March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke and win a title? Can Virginia get past losing to the 16 seed last year? You guys remember that? Uh, and Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. MyBookie has been in business for years, and their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking like 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch the picks cash in. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code BEARS25 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code BEARS25. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Also brought to you by Tix Blitz. See, I'm getting much better with that. Tix Blitz, I'd like to talk to you about our friends at Tix Blitz, the official ticket provider of the Aram Chair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges at TickSplits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing a sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter the pro co- promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com and the promo code ARMCHAIR. TickSplits, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions and we're back guys um not doing the usual intro it's an off-season thing i'm just being lazy about it so what have you but we got the free agency preview we got a little bit of a um mailbag i'm gonna be doing at the end of the show and uh, we're gonna be talking about who the bears might lose who they might be looking at and everything else in between so without further ado let's get to it Back for the offseason episode number two, the free agency preview of the Bears Talk Underground. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back once again. And, uh, yeah, this offseason thing, I it just, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in a funk when it comes to the offseason. Uh, but just think in, in what, I don't know, even like eight weeks or something like that, we'll be starting up with our opponent previews and blazing our way through the summer and getting into training camp and the preseason and the 2019 season will kick off before you know it. But we got to trudge through all of this mess uh, to get there. So free agency starts next two Wednesday, excuse me, next Wednesday on the 13th when the new calendar year for the NFL officially kicks off. And, um, you know, the, the Bears, not a lot of cap space this year, unlike the last several years when they've had, you know, 50, 80 something million uh, in the bank to uh, to play with, 
Uh, we've spent all our money. Now it's all about uh, trying to either um, bring a couple of key guys back or, and more importantly, uh, putting together some depth in case those – because the, the fortune that we had, the good fortune that we had with injuries in 2018 – it's an unrealistic expectation to think that that's going to happen again. So we do need to uh, to do, to uh, shore up uh, our depth. Whether we do that in in the in the in free agency by signing some 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 good uh, backup guys, um, maybe bringing in a Brian Witzman back and things like that, or if uh, you know, since we don't have a first or a second round pick, that's what we're using those day three picks for. Is to uh, you know to plug in some guys behind the starters. Knock on wood, God forbid. So um, I think that's maybe where we're at right now. We're bringing back all eleven guys on offense, and the only people not coming back or not guaranteed to come back uh, for on defense are the ones we're going to be talking about today. And of course, those are the headliners as far as the free agents for the Bears and Adrian Amos and Bryce Callahan. I put up a poll on our uh, uh, Facebook page, the Bearstock Underground Facebook page. You know, if we can only sign one, who do we sign? And, of course, I put it in between Adrian Amos and and Bryce Callahan. And Amos uh, appeared to be the winner by a pretty decent uh, margin uh, as well. And um, truth be told, it's it's a six in one hand, half a dozen in the other kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's, It's a risk. Either way, if, if you know, depending on how you want to look at it. And when it comes to, to Callahan and Amos, do you want to go? Because I, here's my philosophy or my thought process on the whole thing. Number one, I think Callahan is actually the better player, but Amos is the more reliable one. Uh, granted, you know, he came out like gangbusters in 2015, had a good rookie season, kind of faded into the background 2016. Came reemerged in 2017 and was awesome last year uh, in 2018. I mean, he definitely earned himself uh, a nice contract uh, at the end of his uh, rookie deal. Bryce Callahan, on the other hand, also a 2015 rookie, an undrafted rookie free agent um, who has been exceptional when he has played, but he has trouble staying on the field. Uh, I don't think he's played a full 16 games in his entire uh, four-year uh, career, and obviously uh, we lost him during the Rams game uh, last year. And 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 while Sherrick McManus uh, played valiantly in his uh, in his stead uh, in the last several games uh, of the season, a lot of people like to point out that it was Sherrick McManus, you know, Sherrick McManus who gave up the game-winning touchdown. Uh, to Golden Tate in the Philadelphia wildcard game, and that would have been Bryce Callahan had he been healthy. Would Callahan have played that better, made a play on the ball, stopped Golden Tate short of the goal line? We'll never know because he wasn't healthy and playing uh, at the time. So there's your debate. You know, Do you go with the more reliable player, the guy that's a good, solid player? Other teams will be fighting over him. In fact, it could be the reason that we might not bring either of them back is because they get priced out of the Bears' uh, price range. Uh, Adrian Amos, uh, I've heard rumors about him possibly going to Denver to reunite with Fangio and Ed Donatel uh, out in, you know, with the, uh, the Broncos. And the only rumors I've heard about Bryce Callahan are, are Baltimore for some reason. So I'm, I'm not sure what the connection is. Uh, is there but um, you know because Bryce Callahan went to went to Rice so I uh, may, maybe if somebody was if there's a connection to Rice or whatever 
or if it's just that Baltimore really needs a nickel corner. Who knows? But uh, either way, I think the Bears have been making some moves, clearing up some cap space to try to make it possible to get both of them to come back. But, um, you know, gun to my head, I'm picking Amos over Callahan because I'm going with more reliable, you know, because what good are you if you're the better player? What good are you if you're not on the field? And that's that's what I'm going with. So it's not a knock on Callahan at all. If, you know, in perfect world, we get them both back. And in a perfect world, I say we go with the better player. But I don't want to cross my fingers and hope that Bryce Callahan can stay healthy when excuse me, when his history suggests that he, he won't. He'll miss some games. He hasn't missed like an entire season or anything, but he's the guy that's constantly in and out of the lineup with this injury, that one or another, and the broken foot sidelined him for the rest of the season, the last, what, four games, maybe more, uh, with the, uh, during, the, uh, during the Rams game. We all thought it was going to be a huge blow to us, and McManus, uh, Sheriff McManus played valiantly uh, in, his, um, in his absence. So that's the... Uh, the thought right there, I put a poll on Twitter, I put a poll on the Facebook page, and Amos was the winner in both instances. And basically a lot of what you guys are saying about that is what I was saying, that you know, Callahan probably is the better of the two. If we're just going head-to-head, one-on-one, who's the better player, I believe it is Callahan. But it's, it's, not, it's not such a wide margin that you automatically pick Callahan uh, over Amos. And, you know, where Amos closes the gap as far as maybe not being as dynamic a player as Bryce Callahan is the fact that, you know, he starts, he plays, he makes it on the field, he stays healthy. So Adrian Amos doesn't miss football games. And, um, you know, not to not to uh, rehash an old coach of ours, but one of my favorite um, sayings that John Fox gave us in his tenure as head coach is the best kind of ability is availability, and Adrian Amos is available. So as far as making the investment, I think he is the more sound investment, and he also is a good football player. So we're not losing much if we have to take one over the other. I say we go with Amos uh, instead of uh, Callahan. So we have Sherrick McManus. We also have the draft, free agency. Maybe there's a cheaper option out there that can give us what Callahan can't uh, on the field. So or to at least make it that we don't miss Bryce Callahan as much as we think we might uh, if he does not return uh, to Chicago. So uh, real quick, let's see. Do I have any news? Well, actually, I do have some news and notes here. And, um, you know, because of my absence, some of this stuff probably been covered by other people. But uh, here we go. Uh, Well, I said the Bears were making moves to uh, shore up cap space. One of those moves was restructuring the deal of Kyle Long. basically um restructuring the deal to to generate a little bit more cap space i'm not sure how much was i didn't really get a i couldn't find uh, what the actual numbers were i do know this that um you know it, it was a it was a friendly deal for both teams so for both parties so kyle long isn't playing for the veteran minimum or anything like that uh it does i think the, the number wasn't big it wasn't like oh well it's eight million that we saved on the cap or anything like that i think it was more on the range of like about two or three uh million and the bears also shaved off the last year of kyle long's deal he was originally going to be under con- when he signed the extension he was going to be under contract until 2021 now he's actually eligible to be a free agent after next season after 2020 so i think i'm getting that right 
But, uh, you know, Kyle Long went online on Twitter and said bear for life. And then shortly after that, the announcement of his uh, contract restructuring came out. I don't think Kyle Long has any intention of playing anywhere else but in Chicago. And why would he? He is the quintessential Chicago bear. You know, he is a blue collar guy. You know, he's an offensive line. It doesn't get more blue collar than that. So uh, this was a guy that was born to be a bear. And I'm glad that we're keeping him. So because there were a lot of ugly rumors about, hey, this is how the Bears can uh, save some salary cap space. Cut Kyle Long altogether and you save a big chunk of money. Well, I don't think it was worth it. So we're, I'm glad we're keeping him. We did save a little bit on the cap, so it was kind of a have your cake, you need it too kind of moment. In other bittersweet news, uh, the Bears released Sam Acho. Uh, Sam Acho, who kind of played his way into a decent payday uh, during the la- during the 2017 season when – you know, we were riddled with injuries. Acho played well, uh, you know, not much of a pass rusher, but definitely very good uh, against the run. Started, I think, half the games uh, in 2017 and went from being a veteran minimum guy. He signed a three-year deal for about $9 million a season, a very decent raise uh, for a guy like him. And unfortunately, about a handful of games into the season, he tore his pectoral muscle and was done uh, for the year. So um, that kind of made him a little bit more expensive than he was worth at the time. So the Bears officially let him go. Sam Acho, very gracious, uh, putting out a, a a thank you statement to the city of Chicago. A lot of people, including myself, crossing our fingers that we can bring him back uh, on our cheaper deal because not only is he a good football player, but he's also, you know, a big a big locker room guy and a lot of, you know, fans on the team. And he's also one of those guys that uh, is a leader in the community who is – Actually, I think last year, 2017, was the Bears representative for Man of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, Sam Acho, all-around good guy, and I hope that uh, he will be able to, uh, to come back, um, even if it's just at the, at the veteran minimum. Hopefully we'll be able to do that. <laughs> and, and here's a couple of things that will uh, give everybody a giggle. Uh, number one, uh, the Bears have signed another kicker the the best kicker the bears held another tryout uh the great thing is the guy's name is blewett <laughs> chris blewett from the university of pittsburgh um he uh i think he caught on with the steelers but didn't make the team um anyway he uh the bears signed him after the tryout so it's him and redford jones was the other kicker that we signed in the tryout shortly after the season ended so we got two kickers, and there are going to be some interesting free agent kickers out there uh, as well. So this is definitely going to be a competition. Ryan Pace was not kidding when he said that. And the Bears officially announced that they will be cutting uh, Cody Parkey uh, when, it's all, when, the, when the league year starts on Wednesday, on the 13th. So I don't think anyone was shocked to hear that, but I was definitely surprised that they were going to pull the trigger on it now. Um, I think it was just more about ripping the Band-Aid off and getting it done with. We'll go our way, you go yours. And, uh, you know, I guess there was just no coming back from, from the season he had, the way that the season ended, the Today Show appearance, and, and all the rest of that stuff. So uh, the Bears are just saying, to hell with it, let's just end it now. They'll take the salary cap hit, and, um, you know, we'll work forward from there. We'll talk about possible kicking replacements and actual veterans uh, here in just a uh, few minutes. The other item that might give Bear fans a chuckle, Mark Tressman keeps finding jobs. 
Uh, he was just hired as the new head coach of the XFL franchise in Tampa Bay. So um, our friends at the Pewtercast will have to deal with him up close and personal next uh, February, I believe, um, when the XFL kicks off in 2020. So, yeah, he also had like a 15-second video where um, you, 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 looked, you thought you were looking into the eyes of a serial killer. It was kind of creepy, the little message that he recorded. Um, yeah, he, he's just an odd guy, just an odd guy, but apparently a hell of a football coach because he keeps finding jobs. And then uh, let's see, what else do we have? And uh, finally, and this will factor into our conversation a little bit later on, the Jordan Howard rumor mill is heating up. Uh, apparently the, bear, the Bears were entertaining um, deals or proposals or whatever during the combine, uh, which was in the last uh, week or so. And uh, uh, there was also an article that came out shortly um, that said the Bears had an offer on the table to give up Howard for a third-round pick before the start of the 2018 season. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm very intrigued about what's going to happen uh, with Jordan Howard. Will the Bears take a, take a pick uh, for Howard and, and, you know, re-sign somebody else? Obviously, we have some candidates uh, for that. I made a list of the interesting names in free agency. It's not a long list because we don't have a lot of money to play with uh, this year. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to find out what happens uh, with Howard. Olin Krutz uh, said something interesting on Twitter, and I'm kind of actually with him on this, which is uh, I'd be interested to see what a contract year Jordan Howard looks like. You know, will he be like uh, Kyle Fuller was, you know, in 2017 when he didn't get his fifth-year option picked up, so he's playing on his rookie deal and uh, it's do or die. Will he will he step up and and earn a second contract, or will he will have to will he have to look for it elsewhere? You know, with another football team. And uh, I'd be interested to see what that Jordan Howard uh, looks like. You know, because the the other thing is, in 2019, what we've been saying, what I've been saying, what a lot of people have been saying since before the 2018 season started, what I've been looking forward to is this year in 2019. Everybody's in year two, year two of Nagy, year two of his system, year two of all of these guys playing together and, you know, full off seasons for everyone. Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith in the mix from the very beginning. Everyone is relatively healthy. Anthony Miller is the only one who might not be fully participating uh, throughout the offseason program because he's still recovering from the uh, shoulder injury. But I think he'll be good to go once training camp uh, starts. But it's here we go, year number two, and, and, and we're basically we're just we're tweaking the roster. We're not making any significant moves outside of kicker, uh, of course. So, I mean, we're not, we're not adding half of our offense and all of our new offensive weapons and, you know, going out and making blockbuster trades to get our hands on, on an elite pass rusher and, and things like that. We've made our moves. We have our team. Now it's time to solidify it and go forward. And I'd be interested to see what's going to happen uh, with the running back position. Obviously, we have Tariq Cohen, but he's not an every-down guy. You know, he might be on the field every down, but he's not going to be your running back carrying the football out of the backfield for 30 carries a game. That's not the back he's – number one, it's not the back he's built to be, and it's not the back that he's meant to be. So we're going to get everything that we can uh, from Tariq Cohen. He's a dynamic football player, and I think around a year from now, we're going to be talking about pay the guy so we can't let him – so we won't let him free – 
in in uh, in in free agency or you know for in following year because this is year number three. He's a fourth round pick, so they get four year deals. We want to extend Cohen while we still can keep him under bare control for the next several years. You don't want to let a player like him get away to where he can be the one that hurts us. So, uh, but it's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm really interested to see what happens with Jordan Howard and the sweepstakes and, and how all of this affects him because it's out there that the Bears are shopping him, that they're entertaining entertaining deals, they're entertaining trades to uh, to move on uh, from Jordan Howard. And I think that's what's going to set the table for what the Bears do in free agency if this is something that happens between now and, and Wednesday when, uh, when the free agency period starts. So, But anyway, that's all I got uh, for, uh, for news and notes. I'm going to go ahead and move right into the free agency preview. We'll talk about who is, uh, who is free, and uh, we'll talk about some possible replacements, and then we'll do the mailbag uh, at the end. It's a pretty decent list of guys that the uh, that were in their final years with the Bears uh, in 2018, and uh, obviously at the top of the list, Bryce Callahan, Adrian Amos, our, our nickel corner and our starting safety. Uh, we got other interesting guys like Aaron Lynch and, and Eric Cush, Kevin White. We'll get to him. Josh Bellamy, Roy Robertson, Harris. He's a uh, um, exclusive rights free agent, so he only has. He can only negotiate with the Bears. I think it's one of those things that comes with being an undrafted rookie free agent, which is what he was when he joined the team. Uh, Pat O'Donnell, our punter, Ben Broniker, and Zach Miller. Interesting to find out what's going to happen with Miller. I mean, is, is he serious about making a comeback, or is he done? We'll see what happens there. Uh, Benny Cunningham, tight end Daniel Brown, long snapper Patrick Scales, Brian Witzman, who I talked about a few minutes ago, Marcus Williams, he was the cornerback, in case you guys don't know. He was the cornerback that we signed to fill the roster spot left behind by Bryce Callahan going on injured reserve. So basically, uh, excuse me, um, Sherry McManus stepped into Callahan's spot and Marcus Williams stepped into Sherry McManus' spot as the special teamer and, and backup guy. Nick Williams, the defensive tackle. Michael Burton, the fullback. Hope we never see him again. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson is a restricted free agent. Rashad Coward, very interesting guy. Former defensive tackle, then uh, converted offensive tackle, who actually played very well in the preseason but didn't see a snap during the regular season. And Isaiah Irving, another um, exclusive rights uh, free agent uh, for the Bears. So we'll see these guys get, you know, they're the ones that have to get tenders. If you guys remember the whole Cameron Meredith scandal and, and the, the round tender that the Bears put on him. That's something that we're going to have to look at with uh, Houston Carson, Coward, Irving, and Ray, Roy Robertson Harris. So let's look further at this list. We already talked about Callahan and Amos. If we have to pick one, I go with Amos. I think he's the better investment because his history says he will be on the field, whereas Bryce Callahan may give you a bit more dynamic play, but it's a crapshoot as to whether or not he's actually going to make it onto the field on a consistent basis. Uh, Eric Cush, I don't really know what happened with Cush. He was our starting left guard last year, and we all knew that he was kind of grooming the spot 
for uh, James Daniels. But once he went down, or once um, once Daniels claimed the spot uh, during the Tampa Bay game, when uh, Kyle Long got hurt a few weeks later against the against the Jets, Cush wasn't the guy that went in there. It was actually Brian Witzman uh, that went in and and played and was the you know he struggled early on, but as the season went along, got much much better. And when Kyle Long replaced him, he was actually playing some decent. Uh, uh, football so I really don't know what to say about Kush I mean it's uh he missed all of 2017 with that groin tear but came back and reclaimed a spot in the starting lineup and played fairly well the first four weeks of the season and then when Daniels took over the uh the left guard spot we basically never heard from him again even when Kyle Long went down Eric Kush wasn't the first guy off the bench it was Witzman and we never really saw Eric Kush again so I don't know if if um if it was just that Cush was better at the left side than he was on the right and, you know, Brian was a better right guard or if, if that's how it played into things or did it just or did Witzman just, uh, you know, take his spot on the depth chart and that's why he was on the sidelines and Cush uh, or, you know, that's why Cush was on the sidelines and Witzman was it. So if that's the case, then obviously Brian Witzman, that's somebody that I want to see the Bears bring back. Um, you know, he had that connection with Nagy from his time in Kansas City and whatnot. So if if I got it if if it comes down to like Amos and Callahan and I got to choose Cush or Witzman I'm going with Witzman uh, on that one. Uh, Aaron Lynch, uh, very good f- uh, season. You know he was Mister Sandy Vagina at the beginning of the season, and uh, now that I know how the Bears operate and in holding back and and the way that they kind of uh, you know eased everybody into the season during the preseason with you know how much they the how little the starters played and and whatnot i'm starting to think maybe that whole sandy vagina thing was more <laughs> was more of uh the bears holding him back than it was about aaron lynch actually being hurt so i think maybe they were just letting him get rested up for the season uh in aaron lynch's defense so i think maybe that's what it was but uh, either way i think maybe he's going to be a little too expensive the bears paid him six million uh last year to be the uh the the bookend to um Khalil Mack and um, Floyd, Leonard Floyd. Man, I am rusty. Oh, my God. But uh, I think maybe he'll be a little too expensive, especially since he did have uh, a decent season uh, for the Bears uh, last year. So um, Kevin White, (sighs) such an unfortunate case uh, in Kevin White. And uh, as much as everybody wants to call him uh, a bust, I think 2018 was kind of the season that solidified the status and uh, mostly because he actually was healthy for all 16 games, hell 17 for the, for the wildcard game as well. When he was on the active roster, he barely played when he was on the field. He was more of a blocking wide receiver than actually catching passes. I, I just think that it's probably better for both parties, the bears and Kevin white, that uh, that Kevin White move on. I would not be opposed to the Bears bringing him back. I really would not. He's not going to make the money that he's been making with the Bears, which as the number seven overall pick was about five, six million dollars uh, a season. He's not going to make that money again. He's he, he's going to sign one year deals until he has a breakout season if he does. And I hope he does have that somewhere, you know, because I haven't heard anything about, you know, Kevin White being a bad person or anything like that he was just unlucky and it just didn't work out it happens so I don't have any ill will towards uh Kevin White 
It's just unfortunate how his career played out in the first four years. And uh, hopefully whatever he wants to do, he'll still be able to do in the NFL. I just hope he doesn't do any of it against us, if that's what it comes down to. Josh Bellamy <laughs> is, diff- is, you know, I think you guys know if you've been listening to the show for a while, I've got a sordid history with Josh Bellamy. He was not my favorite person on the team for a while, especially during that very trying 2016 season uh, when the Bears were, I think we played like four quarterbacks and we were down to our five, sixth, and seventh receiver as our starting wide receiving core with all the injuries we suffered through that year. Um, Josh Bellamy is the sole reason we lost the game against the Tennessee Titans. The t- the winning game-winning touchdown pass, Matt Barkley hit him in the chest with it. He drops it. Bears lose the game uh, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, he kind of had butterfingers throughout that entire season when he had to play more because of the injuries. Cameron Meredith was down. Actually, no, that wasn't the year. But Kevin White was down, and we Alshon Jeffrey was in and out of the lineup the whole nine yards uh, with that wide receiving core in, in, in 2016. And uh, 2017, he was much more of an offensive – or, excuse me, a um, special teams guy, played sporadically on offense – Still played a lot on 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 special on offense last year, and then this year I think he was our number five guy coming off uh, the bench. But unfortunately for guys like Javon Wims and Kevin White, Bellamy was ahead of them on the on the depth chart, which was kind of head scratching for me, especially in the case of Javon Wims. But hopefully we see more of him uh, in 2019. But you know he is a good uh, special teams player. He does play the role I think he has a role in this offense I do believe the Bears will bring him back I hope that they do uh, bring him back Roy Robertson Harris DeAndre Houston Carson Rashad Coward Isaiah Irving these are all guys that are going to have to be tendered I believe the Bears will do that with everyone if they had to prioritize I'm going with Harris and then um, Isaiah Irving then Coward then Carson as far as you know uh, the succession of people that I want to bring back in order Pat O'Donnell I'm 50-50 on that one. You know, he he had a decent season punting the football, but wasn't as good as we would need him to be. And the Bears also tried to find another punter before last season before bringing him back on a one-year deal. So I wouldn't hold my breath on bringing back Pat O'Donnell. Ben Broniker, good special teams guy, probably more of a a goal-line third or fourth tight end type player. You know, I wonder if maybe we can find somebody like that with the uh, undrafted free agents, which is where we got him in the first place, or or maybe someplace else. So, I'm I'm, I'm either or on that one. Zach Miller, if he's going to try to play, I want him to stay in Chicago. If he's not, then yeah, I don't know. But it's unfortunate the ending of his career. If that's what happened in New Orleans, if he's going to make a try at this, I think the Bears should give him a shot. Uh, Benny Cunningham. And here we are back to that running game, running back position uh, again. I, I'm, I don't uh, – Benny Cunningham is a good football player, uh, more of a special teams guy, uh, that kind of thing. You know, and we're talking about a lot of depth guys, which is why I was saying the Bears, it's more about focusing on depth than it is about focusing on starters in this offseason uh, in, in general. And um, so it's – that's why it's going. To, there's going to be a lot of meh, like yeah, like a you know kind of ideas on all of these guys. You know, uh, Daniel Brown, same thing. Patrick Scales, he's a long snapper. You know, big deal. Brian Witzman, I've already talked about him. 
Uh, Marcus Williams, I don't see the Bears bringing him back. Nick Williams, probably not bringing him back either. Michael Burton, please don't bring him back. So, you know, I've never seen a, a fullback so, uh, so <laughs> who has more, who has worse field vision than Michael Burton. You know, for number one, there's the hole. Number two, there's the guy to block. You miss them both. And that's the, you know, one of the reasons why Jordan Howard's averaging a yard a carry in some games this season. So uh, the Bears didn't play him, didn't put him on the game day roster much. When he was on the roster, he didn't play much. So what are we hanging on to him for? Let's uh, let's move on, uh, either get a different fullback or let's just eliminate the fullback altogether. I don't the Bears didn't use one. And throughout the season, you know, we we're putting guys <laughs> my favorite play of the Minnesota Viking game, Bradley Soul lugging his as a fullback faked the handoff and then ran a straight up seam pattern up the middle we don't need michael burton let's move on and, and move on to uh to someone else so those are the list those are the bears that are in the that are going to be hitting free agency on wednesday and, and of the people that i want to bring back in a perfect world i want callahan and amos back um i'd like aaron lynch but i think he's going to be too expensive josh bellamy definitely roy robertson harris definitely um brian witzman definitely the rest um i think we can fill the roster uh in in other ways so that's my take on on the list of guys that are available or will be uh, available in bear uniforms now who should the bears be looking at who should we be looking to add uh to our football team it's not a long list but i think it's an interesting list um let's talk about running back first we'll talk about that and these are only guys i think the bears will be looking at if in fact we pull the trigger on jordan howard if we don't then i expect the bears to address the running back position in the draft and nowhere else that's my personal uh opinion you know we'll be we'll be drafting the heir apparent to jordan howard if we don't trade him if we trade him then i think we'll sign and i think we also draft uh, somebody in in the later rounds we only got five picks this year but some interesting targets on the list uh, tj yeldon former running back from the university of alabama uh, currently with the jacksonville jaguars i think he might be a decent fit for us spencer ware i think is an obvious choice running back for the kansas city chiefs obvious connection there uh, with coach Nagy. Uh, and then an interesting one i read about today was adrian peterson wouldn't that be something for Peterson himself to be a bear after terrorizing us for all those years? Had a really good year running the football last year for the for the Washington Redskins once he finally did uh, find a home. You know, he got bounced around a little bit, but finally landed with the Redskins. Had a good year. I, I think he actually did rush for 1,000 yards uh, last year. The only knock, of course, being that, uh, you know, he may have a little tread left on the tires, but those are 32-year-old tires at this point, so... You know, obviously, if the Bears sign him, they're not going to give him the house. It's just not going to happen. And it could be one of the major reasons why we don't pursue Adrian Peterson is because he might cost too much. Um, at the wide receiver position, there are a couple of really interesting choices, uh, one of which I think would be more of a special teams guy than a wide receiver, and that's Cordero Patterson. This is the guy that was basically the difference between the Bears winning and losing the game against the Patriots uh, week number seven with that kickoff return that he ran back for a touchdown. And uh, he is a decent receiver, so he would be, I think, a more dynamic Josh Bellamy if we could get our hands on him. Uh, so, you know, he's he's the returner 
and he's a good receiver in spots uh, as well. He's not a number one guy, and uh, it's coming off a Super Bowl ring with the uh, with the Patriots. Maybe returning to the NFC North would be a good thing for him as he was a former first-round pick for the Minnesota Vikings. The other interesting one, hey, if you can't beat him, why not have him join you? And this is Golden Tate. The guy gave us headaches for years uh, as a uh, as a top uh, target for Stafford and the Detroit Lions. And, of course, he caught the game-winning touchdown for the Eagles in the wild-card game back in January. And he is hitting the free agent market. So, I mean, the Eagles haven't jumped on anything to resign him they gave up a third round pick to rent him for the last half of the season he's going to get the market maybe the bears should at the very least kick the tires on a guy like golden tate because he makes big catches he made a couple against the bears including the game-winning touchdown the guy just seems to be around the football in those moments so why not take a chance uh, on a guy like that so that's uh, that on the defensive side here's some interesting names one, he's an old guy, but he still gets after the passer. And because of his advanced age and his familiarity with our new defensive coordinator, maybe he might be interested in finishing his career elsewhere, and that's Terrell Suggs. I mean, he's, I think he's 36, something like that now, but still playing at a high level. He still had, I think, six or seven sacks last year uh, for the Ravens. And uh, I don't think he would be too expensive, especially at this point in his career and he would be a part-time pass rusher this isn't a guy that we're coming in and asking him to play 60 snaps a game or anything like that maybe we bring him in on uh, passing situations and you know our obvious passing situations and things like that put him opposite uh Khalil Mack and uh you know see what kind of havoc he can cause um and uh trying to squeeze that last bit of football he's got left in him see if we can't get him a ring uh in the process another interesting guy Shane Ray who, uh, when he was drafted in 2015, was rumored to be the guy the Bears might go with at number seven. But, of course, he had that uh, that marijuana arrest shortly before the draft, and he kind of fell down the board, ended up landing with the Broncos, I think somewhere in the late teens, early 20s, when he finally did get picked. And, um, you know, with, uh, with, with Von Miller on one side and the top five pick and Bradley Chubb on the other side, Shane Ray is became expendable and uh, he's going to hit the free agent market maybe that's somebody he's a young guy he's only got four years under his belt maybe he's 25 26 at this point change of scenery that kind of thing you know maybe he has a successful run with the bears who knows maybe that's a interesting guy to to add some depth and, and replace him replace aaron lynch with a younger version of him and uh, see how that goes so there's an interesting name to talk about uh, I've heard some rumors about the Bears maybe uh, going after a guy like Tyron Matthew if we can't bring uh, Adrian Amos back. Maybe he would be a cheaper option than Adrian Amos. Tyron Matthew, obviously known to the world as the Honey Badger, who, uh, you know, the dynamic player from LSU, was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, had a solid career there uh, with the Cardinals, was cut last year for salary cap reasons, played a year with the Houston Texans, one of the better defenses in the league and made it to the playoffs and won the division uh, and so on. So maybe somebody that uh, the Bears might want to look at if uh, Adrian Amos becomes too expensive of an option for us. And um, I've heard uh, there was an article I read, was it yesterday or the day before? Like it was an article that encapsulated all 32 teams, the perfect free agent target or the ideal, I think it was the wording that they used free agent target listed Jimmy Ward 
cornerback uh, or defensive back, I should say, for the San Francisco 49ers, former first-round pick for them. And, uh, you know, the only thing that I read in that little bio of him that they gave, he does have an injury pass. So I don't know if that's somebody the Bears uh, want to look at, but that's who uh, Chicago 24-7 sports, I should say, uh, listed as an ideal uh, potential free agent target for the Bears. That's who they listed uh, for Chicago. Ironically, they listed um, Adrian Amos as the ideal potential free agent target for the Denver Broncos, like I talked about before, because of his connection to Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel, who are now running the show with the Broncos. And then finally, he might be too expensive, but he's in hell of an option uh, to replace uh, Cody Parkey. And, um, you know, the, the, the Patriots did not pull the trigger on franchising or re-signing Steven Gotkowski, who has been one of the better kickers in football since joining uh, the league. You know, he's not a young guy. I think he's in his mid-30s at this point. But the other top two kickers on the market right now are, are Matt Bryant and uh, there was one other one, both of them in their mid-40s. They're 44 years old, both of them are. So kickers can kick the ball forever. If if that's any indication, we could have Steven Gotkowski on our team for ten years. So, I mean, uh, it's uh, what's his name uh, in in Indianapolis? Vinatieri had a you know I think a ten or eleven year career or something like that with the Patriots before he signed with the with the Colts. Now he's been with the Colts longer than he was with the Patriots, ending like entering like his twenty fifth season uh, of kicking, and still one of the more solid and dependable kickers. Uh, in football uh, for the Colts so maybe uh, we can be the Colts for Steven Gotkowski and be that team that gave him a second life or that he has a second career with and that he kicks for us for 10 years because he's clutch he's accurate he's def he definitely fits the bill since Robbie Gold is not an option when the 49ers franchised him uh, not too long ago so Robbie Gold not going to be a bear unfortunately that is not a fantasy that will become reality for us bear fans so I think Gotkowski is the best option available on the free agent market. But for a kicker, and for a kicker of his caliber, he might command about a 4 to $5 million a year uh, contract, so he might just be too expensive uh, for the Bears. So maybe we'll be looking to draft one or uh, you know, see which one of those guys in Redford Jones or Chris Blewett, <laughs> which one of them uh, can be the guy that uh, is our salvation in the kicking game uh, in 2019 so that's uh, an interesting idea to think about so there you have it there's our free agent uh, the free agents that are going to be available for the Bears the free agents that the Bears might want to be looking at and uh, now what do you say we we wrap up the show with a mailbag I don't think we've ever done one of these before I know I've answered questions from you guys uh, in the past but I've never had enough questions to do a dedicated mailbag segment but I asked for questions on Twitter and, and on uh, on uh, Facebook as well. You guys answered the call. So what do you say we go ahead and get to it and wrap this bad boy up? let's go ahead and get after this so we can wrap this bad boy up you guys can get back to your weekends i wanted to get the show done before the tampering period begins i believe it starts on sunday 
So uh, definitely wanted to get uh, get this out before that started so that uh, some of these questions start getting answered before you listen to the show kind of thing. Let's see. Uh, Eric Almager, A-L-M-A-G-U-E-R. I think I got that right. Uh, if the Bears can't bring back Amos and Callahan, what are some realistable, affordable names? So uh, Jimmy Ward was definitely one that was uh, listed before. Tyron Matthew, we talked about that just a moment ago. And what do you think of Spencer Ware as a stopgap Benny Cunningham type replacement? Well, we talked about Spencer Ware. Maybe I should have looked at this before. <laughs> but definitely uh, interested in Spencer Ware. He does have familiarity with Nagy's system because of his time in Kansas City. So I would be very much for it. But I don't think we sign Spencer Ware un- unless we get rid of Jordan Howard. So, But, uh, you know, because I think he might be a little too expensive, maybe. I don't know, to replace uh, – Benny Cunningham if, if we have to choose between the two I think price tag would di- dictate Cunningham is the guy so uh Bears offseason would you like the Bears to keep Amos or go after a different safety I would prefer to keep Amos uh that was Bear Addict Bears Addict 1976 that was the handle on Twitter uh Christopher Miller what immediate areas of need that the Bears should address in free agency and the draft depth whatever that is best player available depth and probably want to focus more on the offensive line especially on the interior uh trying to find out uh you know the fill up those spots uh in case we we don't bring back a witzman or kush or anything like that i think depth is where the bears should be focusing on more than anything outside of figuring out who uh if anyone we're going to have uh for uh amos or callahan we bringing them back uh, have veteran kicker pickups worked out for teams in the past? The, the number one example I would give would be Vinatieri. He has played more years in uh, Indianapolis than he did with the uh, Patriots, and it's kind of getting to the point where because of his long career in Indianapolis, people are almost forgetting that he was the guy that won Super Bowls for the Patriots all those years ago. So... That's uh, where I would go. That's uh, Carter George though, with that question. Uh, let's see. Sanjin John, uh, Jovanovic. I'm going to go with that. Jovanovic. Are you worried that the various Bears podcasts are being asked to rebrand their names and logos by the NFL? You know what? I'm not worried about it. I'm kind of annoyed with it, actually, more than uh, anything. I haven't really been keeping up with Bears Barroom and the saga because they've actually been approached by the NFL uh, to rebrand i know that there was another one their new name is the chicago audible i think they were the bears bros or something like that uh beforehand that were forced to change their name uh as well i think fortunately for me i'm not big enough for the nfl to care right now and obviously i want to be but at the same time uh i don't really see what the problem is uh it's it's uh it's general i mean the, how many teams are called the bears out there you know, I think just the fact that I'm talking about the Chicago Bears is how they might be able to, quote unquote, have me uh, on that. But I don't use uh, Bear logos. I haven't done that in a long time. And I changed my name from Chicago Bears Review to just Bears Talk Underground to try to avoid this. That's why I went with the name change when I started uh, when I joined the Armchair Media Network was to actually avoid something like this. But apparently, I guess the NFL wants to clamp down on people using the names of the teams period so 
I don't know. If it comes down to it, I will change my name, but uh, basically I'm not going to do it now until they tell me to. So um, it does concern me, and it does kind of feel like the league is bullying, let's just say us, you know, because it's the podcast community uh, that they're coming after, and I, I don't... I don't really see it. You know, I don't see what the big deal is. Number two from, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Mr. Jovanovic. Uh, can the Bears defense be elite in 2019 or will they repeat the Jaguars in their 2018 season? You can even say the Vikings and Rams didn't have elite defenses as it was expected. It's a good point. And I did read, and I know this is going to surprise you guys, but Jason Lockenfora, the number one Chicago Bear fan out there, that prick, said that the Bears are going to be the Jaguars of, of 2019, that they're going to be that team that was dominant one year and that is an also-ran, you know, afterthought the following season. And I just do not see that happening. There's a lot of things that the Jaguars don't have that the Bears do. Number one, we have Matt Nagy. They don't. We have Mitch Trubisky. They had Blake Bortles. I think those two big differences right there, Make it a stark, <laughs> it's two stark differences right there. We also have Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and, uh, you know, possibly Adrian Amos. We have Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan. We're stacked, okay? We have a better secondary than they have. I think Jalen Ramsey might be better than, than Fuller or Amukamura, but they don't have a number two guy that was just as good as Amukamura or Fuller uh, and everything. So the, the Jaguars also had injury problems this year and you know it just uh it didn't work out for them but even if the bears don't go 12 and 4 this year i don't think they're going to have an absolute meltdown the way that the jaguars did by the time the season was wrapping up those guys were infighting with each other the defense was fighting with the offense it was just an overall mess the bears are not going to break down and the number one reason for that is Matt Nagy. He did a fantastic job of getting this team to play together, play as one, to play for one goal, and I don't see that just being a one-year flash-in-the-pan thing. I think you, you know, Nagy is going to keep this team united. They're going to play together. Even if we struggle, even if we don't go 12-4, and four, let's say we go 10-6, and 9-7, and seven, we're still going to be a team to worry about if we can make it back to the playoffs. But I've said all along, even before the 2018 season, the 2019 season is the year that the Bears uh, emerge, and I, I still believe that. And then finally, my favorite question that you gave me there, Mr. Jovanovic, should the Bears sign Clay Matthews if he becomes a free agent? No. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I'm not interested, and on top of it all, he's, uh, he's too old. And I know that I talked about the Bears signing Terrell Suggs, but Terrell Suggs has been consistently good throughout his career. Clay Matthews went off a cliff about four years ago. We haven't heard from him since. We didn't really hear from Clay Matthews until he started getting called for bogus penalties on the uh, you know attacking the quarterback thing early on of last year. And then we never heard from him again after that. So after the NFL stopped pulling the trigger on you blowing a wind in the quarterback's direction, Clay Matthews was an afterthought. We never heard from the guy again. Plus, I heard that the Packers are uh, set on on bringing him back. So, But if the Bears had the choice, I don't want him. I really don't. He's like my least favorite Packer. He's way up the list uh, of all time. And uh, he's too old, and he hasn't been as productive and consistent as other guys that may be older uh, than him. So I would say no on that one. So I think that's all we got. Yeah, let me look here. Yep, that's it. 
So that's all my questions. Guys, I appreciate you sending those in. I hope to do that a few more times here uh, in the off season. So keep your eyes out on uh, on Twitter, BTU underscore Larry on Twitter and the Facebook page, Bears Talk Underground. Just search that in Facebook to see uh, maybe when I make another call for uh, for questions to do maybe a, a mailbag. And uh, maybe I actually don't rush it next time and I actually do an entire mailbag show. Wouldn't that be fun? So um, anyway want to close out by making an announcement uh or sort of kind of making an announcement uh number one thank you guys so much for all of your feedback on the emory moorhead uh podcast i had a fantastic time talking to him it was a huge thrill to talk to one of the 85 bears and uh you guys really enjoyed that interview and i appreciate you telling me so and i just landed another guest he's not an 85 bear he is somebody that most of you should know and right now we're kind of going back and forth on when he'll be available for me to be able to interview him. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, yet. so that's a bit of a teaser. Uh, but it is definitely somebody that uh, it's a big deal that uh, he has agreed uh, to be on the show. So I'm looking forward to it. When we pin down a time, I will make the announcement. So again, keep your eyes on Twitter. Keep your eyes on the Facebook page. And uh, it will be revealed soon enough who my next guest will be so it's going to be a pretty big deal so uh in case uh, that show doesn't happen first i'll be back in a week or two to talk about the free agency wrap-up who the bears signed who do we get away is amos wearing blue and orange in denver or is he keeping it here in chicago or did somebody come out of nowhere and steal him from everybody else we'll have to wait and see is callahan a bear again who else did we keep who do we let get away who did we sign and did we spend too much money we'll have to wait and see so come on back in a week or two and uh we'll uh, fill in all the blanks and i'll give you my news and analysis uh on that so that is going to do it for the free agency preview of the bears talk underground until then my name is larry d and this has been the bears talk underground There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.